The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, Mad Max here, and I want to tell you about DGen Gear. What's that? You've already heard me talk about DGen Gear? You know about it already? Then shame on you for not buying it yet. You could be draping yourself in near eliteness or covering your own Zeke physique with a shirt made just for you. Head over to AbsoluteDegeneracy.com, click on the DGen Shop icon, buy our gear. Keep the lights on around here and go full DGen. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here and it is Monday. Max, what's happening? That's crazy. I think there's only four weeks left in the NFL. There's one month, that's it. Uh, And with four weeks left, I will still say we know nothing of the NFL. (laughs) Nothing at all. What's up, Sex Panther? Uh, speak for yourself. Another victory lap, another Panther parlay. Um, and to answer the question that I know everybody is is asking, Michael Bolton was really, really good, but he looks like he's 95. Seems like he's 35, but the concert was really good. I am doing my part to help build bigger and better casinos because Baccarat did not go very well this weekend. <laughs> it's got to it's got to balance out. The sheet <laughs> always has to balance out. Yeah. I swear. <laughs> oh man. So I I kind of agree with Max as far as the big story, the big story, the big plots in the NFL. A lot a lot of questions, Max. We didn't get very many answers, did we? I don't think so. I mean, listen, Pan- Panthers been taking lots of victory laps lately. Uh, I kind of feel like maybe he should be on the NASCAR show or something cuz he keeps going round and round in the circles and getting those white flag uh, checkered flags. So, um Maybe he does have uh, the the magic of what's going on in the NFL, but yeah, I, I think there's more to me questions than answers this week. Yeah, well, well, let's let's do it. Let's let's get to what you saw in the NFL. Great. I'm going to start with point number one. I'm going to call these NFL bowl games. You know, college football have their stupid fucking bowl names, right? I think the NFL should get in on this action. So, here are a few notable ones from this Sunday. In the top drafted QB throws four picks bowl, the Titans beat the Jaguars 20 to nothing. Uh, the fate of Urban Meyer will come into question after this loss. Uh, and, you know, his further involvement with Trevor Lawrence has to be put into question if they should just get him out of there before they have a Jerry Goff situation in Jacksonville. Uh, speaking of Goff, the Broncos beat the hapless Lions 38 10 in the Why the Fuck Do I Ever Bet on the Lions Bowl? In the holy fuck, do the Chiefs actually have a good defense bowl? Kansas City snuck out a win over Vegas, beating them 48-9. Mahomes had a pretty good day, but once again, it was that defense. It was that running game. KC now have won their sixth game in a row. The Saints, they beat the Jets 39, and the Alvin Kamara had no signs of Rust Bowl. (laughs) 
pretty fucking good out there. Uh, Seahawks won 33 to 13 over the Texans in the whoever picked Rashad Penny and Tyler Lockett in DFS probably had a good week bowl. And the Chargers beat the Giants 37-21 in the Saquon Barkley farewell tour bowl. Point number two, did I mention all of these were blowouts? If you missed it, uh, the point of point number one in this was to highlight how ridiculous some of these games were yesterday. Seven games decided by double digits. You rewind to last week, that was nine. So maybe just eating the chalk is the right move right now, and that explains why Panther had a good week. Did I also mention fuck the Lions? Point number three, (laughs) the Ravens are in trouble. Not only did they lose the Browns yesterday in a critical divisional matchup, but they also lost Lamar Jackson to an ankle injury. It appears that it's only a sprain, so we don't know how long he's going to be out for. And actually, Tyler Huntley looked pretty good, got him in position to win that game. But it still just must not feel great to be in that locker room right now. They've lost two games in a row. Both the Browns and the Bengals could leapfrog them in the AFC North. If it's time for Lamar to take a late-season shit to propel them into the playoffs, it's now. Point number four, a close one in Tampa. Bills made that game interesting. They tied it up uh, with the Bucks, forced overtime. But Tom Brady was not going to be denied there. He connected with Brashad Perryman for a game-winning 58-yard touchdown. Improved the Bucks to 10-3 and on the year. Stellar 6-0 and at home. And for Buffalo, they are a 7-6 and team stuck in a muddled mess that is the AFC playoff picture hunt. And I guess they can finally remember that one season in 2020 where the Patriots had a down year. Point number five, an even closer one in Cincinnati. Saw another overtime game. This time the Niners stole a win over the Bengals. Uh, Cincinnati had a chance. I mean, the, you listen, the Ravens lost. They had their chance to take over the AFC North, and I guess they figured, eh, it's not important to do that. <laughs> We're good. We're fine. <laughs> uh, Bengals, <laughs> Bengals got the ball first in overtime. They scored that field goal, but the Niners marched down the field. I don't know if you saw this play. Fucking fantastic. Ayuk scored the game-winning touchdown, secured a 26-23 win for the Niners. That improves them to 5-2 and two on the road this year. And if you're an NFC team right now, I would not want to face them in a first-round playoff matchup, knowing that how good they play on the road. And they have some winnable games in their final four, so let's see if they can sneak their way in and, and cause some havoc in that first round. Point number six. So, yeah, I bet the under in that Bears-Packers game. Oof. Yeah, I bet that under. Uh, Green Bay won the game 45-30. to 30. Improved to 10-3 on the year. Uh, Bears actually went into the half with the lead. But they only managed to score three points in the second half. Uh, that loss dropped into four and nine on the season, which is tied for the second worst record in the NFC. My extra point here is Demarius's delay of game. Uh, Denver Broncos honored the late Demarius Thomas yesterday by lining up only 10 players on offense, leaving his wide receiver spot empty. Uh, resulted in a delay of game, which the Lions promptly declined. Tom Thomas was born on Christmas Day in 1987, had a very, very good career, mostly in Denver. Also spent some time in New England, Houston, and with the Jets. That's where he had his last season. Uh, alongside Eric Decker, I mean, Thomas provided Peyton Manning with two great options at wide receiver. He just had a hell of a first Super Bowl. I don't know if you guys remember that because despite that great game, they were absolutely routed by Seattle. And in his second Super Bowl appearance, he only had one catch for eight yards, but the Denver Broncos ended up winning that one. So he is a Super Bowl champion. Uh, Ended his career with 9,763 yards, 63 touchdowns. Not too bad. Not too bad of a career for a guy who, you know, he witnessed his mom being arrested by the in a police raid when he was a kid. You know, and he he could have followed in similar footsteps. Uh, He had a a very good life after that. So uh, 
yeah, uh, great tribute to Demarius Thomas, and that is Max's Week 14 touchdown. All right, Panther, what do you uh, what do you see in the NFL? Uh, Panthers points to ponder. We'll start with number one, Cincinnati still learning how to finish games. Another overtime loss this season. You know, they, they had more yards in San Francisco, but ultimately I think it was those two lost fumbles and not being able to put it in the end zone uh, when they had the ball in overtime. It's still a learning curve. This is actually the first full season. Well, we're not even through the full season, but it looks like First full season with Joe Burrow. Um, they're still just learning how to win and finish games. Uh, I like the direction they're going, but uh, still a learning curve for the Bengals. Number two, 10th straight win for Tom Brady over those Buffalo Bills. But that'll be enough of this shit. That's what Bruce Arian said about Tom Brady not running out of bounds and taking a few hits from the Buffalo defense. Uh, I don't think he likes his options at quarterback if Tom Brady's not in there. So at the press conference, Bruce Arians was asked about it, and he's like, yeah, that'll be enough of this shit. <laughs> also, as Max mentioned, Perryman uh, caught that touchdown. Number 700 for Tom Brady, but it didn't find its way to a lucky fan. So good job, Brashard Perryman, for not giving away <laughs> any Dogecoin or crypto or footballs. Uh, number three, in a game where the Cowboys did not play their best, Washington gave the ball away four times and only mustered 224 yards of total offense. Washington's playing much better on defense, but that offense may be what derails their playoff chances. They're still in it, uh, but I think that game looked closer than it really was just because the Cowboys were not on point on both sides of the ball, offensively or defensively. Point number four, we were talking pre-show about stats. I got some stats for you guys. 192 total yards, eight yards of rushing, nine first downs, four interceptions, nine penalties for 79 yards, 23 minutes of total time of possession. That equals zero points. And a, a Jacksonville team that gave the uh, beloved endorsement to Urban Meyer, we're not going to fire Urban Meyer, which means, hopefully it means, He's done at the end of the season. Uh, he, he maybe replaces Zimmer at the top of my list. I don't know how Jacksonville can continue to go with Urban Meyer as their coach. He's completely lost their locker room. There's no signs of anything going right for this team. Um, and you don't hear any players standing up for him. So th it'll be interesting to see how this plays out for the next four weeks. But uh, Jacksonville is an absolute train wreck. Number five, last one for me, Aaron Rodgers has heard Max's cry for more offense, and the Packers delivered with 45 points and Rodgers throwing for four touchdowns. Bears didn't help matters with three turnovers, including a pick six. I think the Packers are finally finding their groove as they get ready for another deep playoff run, and those are Panthers' points to ponder. Panther, I don't know if you saw this, but Urban Meyer reportedly called all the assistants losers. Yeah, I saw that, and then and I brought up when we did the fantasy show the uh, the benching of James Robinson right, and right, Trevor right, Lawrence. Right. Come, yeah, eight yards rushing. I don't think I think it fell on deaf ears. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. This is a stat that blew my mind to show how bad the Jags are. The Jags averaged minus one point five yards per rush before contact. I mean, how do you do that? How's that even possible? Minus one point five yards of rushing. Her before contact they're taking the hand off and turning around and going backwards exactly and then somebody hits him that's unbelievable that's hilarious. Uh, we talked about it on the saturday show 
that the Raiders were going to make adjustments, and they didn't. They didn't make any adjustments to that defense at all. The Chiefs averaged in the last seven games 14 points against non-Raider teams. They averaged 44 and a half against the Raiders. I'm just blown away by that. The Raiders saw, they know what works against Kansas City, and they refuse to do it. And, oh my God, they look they look so bad. The Raiders are so bad. I mean, at least before they had a real head coach. Now they have nothing, and a team that just is completely falling apart. I don't know what you do in Las Vegas, man. Yeah, I, it's it's not great. Uh, you, you figure that Derek Carr is probably on his way out, sadly enough, the guy that wanted to retire as a Raider and loves the Raiders. And, and I think they're going to hit the reset button there. I think they have to in, in many ways. I think it's going to be better for uh, Carr's career too. If, if he does move on, I think there are a couple of teams out there that will be very, very interested in getting Derek Carr as their quarterback. Never one of those elite guys, right? You never right. put him in the top five, 10 conversation, but um, maybe 11, you know, he's, he's like right there. He's like a cusped top 10 uh, quarterback in this league which can be good enough. You put him on the right team, right situation. Uh, but right now, I, let's just quickly touch upon what Panther was saying about uh, Green Bay, right? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I was calling for them to do, and, and they are doing it now. Their offense has come alive. They, they're letting Rodgers throw the ball, and he's connecting. That that was not a great defense. Chicago doesn't have a great defense, but they're still not one of the worst ones in the league, no. and they just got carved up, and Green Bay's like, you know, I don't think this is that Aaron Rodgers farewell tour anymore. In fact, I, this could be one of those things where it's like, all right, well, let's extend Aaron for, you know, another three or four seasons and let's trade uh, Jordan Love. Because, <laughs> you know, the way that Aaron's playing right now, it's hard to believe that they would uh, turn their back on him. But will he turn his back on them? That's the question, right? I, I don't well, know. I, I, I think that's a lot to do with if they just come out and just trade Jordan Love, I think all's forgiven. I'm not even like if they trade Jordan Love and you know maybe get a, a tight end or a wide receiver. Yeah, if they, if they get an offensive weapon for him, I I think they are all's forgiven. Right, right. You know, yeah, the Jordan Love thing situation. Okay, so they trade him, but uh, what does Rogers want to pick who his backup is? I mean, kudos to Rogers. The guy is hardly ever injured, but you've got to have a quarterback on the roster to hold the clipboard just in case. <laughs> um, so yeah, Green Bay. He he is a uh, guy a guy that self induces his own you know bullshit. Uh, Green Bay has done gone out of their way to appease him, and he just every the last two seasons he's just created this circus. Um, I mean, we wish the guy would grow up. And then you know back to talking about the Raiders. I look, I was a big fan of. The fact that Gruden's out of there, I was a Gruden guy. Don't like the way he was out of there. But the problem for me still is coaching. I like Derek Carr. Um, I'm, I'm not ready to watch him. I want him to have success with the Raiders. I'd rather not watch him go to Washington and fucking make the playoffs or something, which I think would be a good fit for him. But uh, this Raider team, I think for, for me, it is leadership. I, I've touched on it a couple of times now, and I don't – you know, I don't know who they're going to get as a head coach, but it's funny that, you know, a couple of seasons, well, even last year and the year before, the Raiders were the team that had the blueprint on the Chiefs, and now they're just absolutely getting obliterated by the Chiefs. So I don't think you should overreact on how great Kansas City is uh, no. because of their two outstanding performances against the Raiders. 
Um, but hey, you beat them when they're down, and Kansas City did that. I, this Raider team, I'm punting the season. I'm I'm ready for next year and see yeah. who their coach is. Yeah, don't. I, I'm not ready to say Kansas City's back because I did beat 14 points. If they could play the Raiders all the way to the Super Bowl, yes, this would be the greatest team ever. But 14 points against everyone else, uh, that's not good. And Jordan Love, yeah, he did, he looked bad. He looked really bad in that Kansas City game. But turns out none of us knew he was playing the 85 Bears. So, shit. <laughs> Ever since Panthers shit on my comment about Spagnola, they've just been unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, they turned a corner. We find the, we find the listeners of the show, right? <laughs> <laughs> I can just see their spags just teardrop dropping down his eye as Panthers all shitting all over him. The music so. swells. He walks out on the field. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Let's talk about OddsJam, developed by Stanford engineers. OddsJam is an innovative solution designed to identify odds that make you the winner every single time. Fastest real-time data to spot discrepancies between different sportsbooks help users place risk-free bets. Profits average 3% every day, which adds up to big earnings. There's no catch, just the smartest betting software on the market. Use the link in the description and beat the book every time with OddsJam. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. All right, so we are looking at the uh, the Rams are in Arizona. Uh oh, do we need to look at this one? I mean, do we have to talk about it? I think we should. Okay, uh, Cardinals have two losses on the year, and they both happen to be home losses. Can the Rams make that three? I don't think so. But I think it's going to be a close one for sure. Uh, division games, always weird ones. I think we've said that uh, ad nauseum at this point in Arizona has played in some weird games in general. Last time that these two teams played was all the way back in week four. Cardinals absolutely dominated L.A. After that, Rams went on to win four games in a row before then suffering a three-game losing streak. And and they got things right last week, and that's what they had to do. They faced the Jaguars. Their offense uh, looked right. Hopefully, they can carry that momentum into this week. But they're facing a very, very good defense. ranking top five in the league. The Cardinals have focused on defense in the offseason, and they have made it one of their core disciplines for this year. But still, I like the Rams to keep up with Arizona here. I think they ultimately lose a close one. If you're telling me it's two and a half, I would probably lean Arizona. I have them winning this game by a field goal, but I I can't quite bet it. Where I'm going to bet it is I'm going to put my money on the over here. It's a Monday night. Division's up for grabs here. Two teams that we know can put up some points. I know they both have solid defenses too, but shit, I thought the Packers and the Bears also had solid defenses last night. I'm hoping for a fun one here, so a $50 bet on the over. Yeah, I think the thing for me, the Cardinals finally got Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins back last week and kind of a uh, treated as a preseason game against the Bears. They didn't play great, but they did play. Then you get this week of practice. They practiced every day, an extra day because of the Monday night football. So I'm expecting a healthy Cardinals team, something they haven't been for the better part of the last month. 
the Rams, look, on paper, we've talked about them all season, uh, how good this team is on paper. Um, but I, I feel bad because I know that this is Max's team and I don't like, you know, shitting on Max's teams, but <laughs> I just, I just haven't been impressed with their record. And in the sense that they're beating up on the Jacksonvilles and the NFC East and the Detroits. And, uh, th- this is a, this is a must win game for the Rams, but for the Cardinals, this is pretty much the division, right? They, they win this game. You damn near can give them the check mark that they're going to win the West. And it still keeps them two games up, uh, in the, uh, number one seed for uh, the playoffs. So this is a big game for both teams. I like Arizona home. I think they can cover the field goal. I'm going to put 50 bucks on the Cardinals. All right. You only have to give up two. It looks like I can hunt that to confirm that, but it looks like it's minus two at action. I like it. The Rams aren't as bad as they appear to be right now. And I hate to say, I just don't know that Arizona is really as good as that 10 and two record looks. Uh, if Stafford could just get over these these uh, this mental block he has, I don't know what's going on. He's a little rattled, but maybe this is just who he is. I think wasn't he a little bit like this in Detroit too, where he would play incredible and then just completely fall apart Perhaps for lapses. Yeah, yeah. I, but a lot, a lot of it usually usually was like a vertebrae issue or right. back, and I mean he's he's lumbering a little bit out there, but it, it definitely looks mental to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with that being in mind, I will put 25 bucks on the Rams plus three points. I think I don't like the way this line is moving. I don't like the way it looks. It sure, sure smells to me. If you're jumping on Arizona minus two, it, it just smells to high heavens. So, yeah, 25 bucks Rams plus three. Well, we can say a couple of things about this is one Panther's got the hot hand right now. So he has been cashing in. But two Panther does love to jump dick first into traps. So take that as you will, people. There you go. Take that as you will. The association. Hey, the association. I got a couple games. I know Panther. I think it's three. Let's let's talk this Miami Cleveland one because hmm. it, it's not hard to like how Cleveland has been playing all season. Uh, they are the hottest team ATS in the NBA at the moment, and that's some very basic thinking here right now. And it's probably what's bound to doom me today. <laughs> the Heat, of course, will be without Butler and Bam. Uh, they've won games without these guys before. They've 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 won these games in in the same situation, but on the road against such a front loaded team like Cleveland, I'm just I don't think they have enough healthy bodies to keep up here. So, ten dollar money line bet on the Cavs. Uh, Cleveland's one of the teams I'm making a ton of money on, but this is a game that I don't like the line, and I'm seeing a questionable tag on Jimmy Butler. You know, with, I think they've been undervaluing Cleveland. I saw him out. He's I saw out. him legit out today. Yeah. Okay. They, they might've been up. I, I looked at it a couple hours ago, but uh, if he doesn't play, then the, the line makes sense, especially with Cleveland being at home. Uh, but look, I liked it when I was catching Cleveland plus touchdowns. They uh, Vegas was disrespecting this team. This is more of a respectful line. I don't see a ton of value on it. So I'll lean Cleveland, but I kind of expect this game to be a little closer than five points. I think this might be a little bit closer than five points too. I'm for the spread. I'm to lean the heat um i i think that they have a real shot to maybe cover it but uh money line i think max you probably hit the nail on the head it's a uh, minus 195 yeah i'm over at the four letter network it says butler tailbone won't travel with the team for oh. monday's game at cleveland Ooh. so that's a uh, anthony chiang of the miami herald reporting that so it does look like butler will be out today all right uh next and last one up for me let's talk houston at atlanta you know, I, I took a flyer on Houston last week against the Bucks, and for most of that game, I, it was a solid bet. 
the Bucks did end up winning that one, but still, I, it was a nice lottery ticket, and I think this is a nice lottery ticket here today too. Now I get it. Houston's only one and twelve on the road this year, and they they've dropped two in a row. They're in that really nice hot streak for a week or so, so it's not hard to imagine that they can sneak out a win today. They're shooting the ball really fucking good, by the way. Like they, their shooting is absolutely unbelievable, and they've gotten to a point where they're conditioning John Wall to come back. So I don't know if they think that they have a fucking chance of of doing anything this season, or they just need to get some fucking footage on John Wall, or maybe be able to, you know, maybe they end up trading him for Kyrie or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I mean, Atlanta's only a 500 team, and they play very close games. They do play much better at home than they do on the road. Their effective field goal percentage definitely shows that. It's just I think there's too much value here on the Rockets. Big, big lottery ticket. $10 money line bet on Houston. Yeah, either this line is moving or I saw it because I saw it at 11 and a half and now we're seeing 12 and a half. So this really smells. Atlanta has not been dominant by any stretch. And now Vegas is tagging them with a 12 and a half point line. Uh, Houston has played well, albeit for the most part against chump teams like Detroit and Oklahoma City. But that doesn't take away the efficiency uh, that they're playing, uh, particularly guys like uh Jay Sean Tate and Kevin Porter Jr. I like the way these guys are playing. I wouldn't do the necessarily do the lottery ticket, but I think the 12 and a half, I think they keep it closer than that. I wasn't on it, oh. so I didn't write it down, so I wasn't on it. So I'll lean Houston. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure what's going on with that 12 and a half. Yeah, it is a weird line. Max, I agree with you 100%. We're getting plus 525 for Insane. Houston. What, what, in what world does that make sense? None. Okay. None. Yeah, ten bucks on the on the Rockets as well. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, I, I don't know if Christian Wood is is just gonna you know not play. I don't know if if the Rockets are gonna like you know uh, bring out a decrepit Sam Cassell to be their starting <laughs> point guard. I fucking have no goddamn clue. But I think there's way too much value to uh, not take some kind of fucking wager on the Rockets here with that plus line. Anyway, those are my two games, Panther. What else you got? I got four. Let's see if we can blast through these real quick. Let's start with Golden State Warriors at the Indiana Pacers. You know, we talked about the Warriors. Uh, tie, they're tied with the Suns for the best record in NBA. Uh, going against a Pacer team that has started to play better, but I'm not putting them on the same level as a healthy Golden State team. Healthy Sands, Clay Thompson, but they've been without Clay for two years. Four and a half points seems almost giftish really I, i've got this about a seven point game so i'm going to put ten dollars on the warriors if it seems giftish just just walk away and don't take the gift <laughs> I, I hate this one i do have the warriors winning it but i have them only winning by a point sometimes two um, curry is not going to have two bad shooting games in a row right mm-hmm. i mean uh, p- part of that though is i mean your boy uh, thigh Buell over in philadelphia just put the fucking lockdown on Steph Curry in that last game and made him look like a bitch out there on the court. He's not going to look like a bitch today. I do think the Warriors win. I just too close for me to bet a lean on the Pacers. Yeah, with the the four? Is that what we're getting? It's not four and a half. I, I would lean the Pacers here, but you know, I've got no real confidence or opinion on this Panther. All right, let's see if you got an opinion on this one. Talk about Dick first into a trap. Philadelphia's going to Memphis, and we—I mean—we've been hating on the 76er team for the entire season. They haven't fixed their identity problem, particularly at point guard and having a distributor. Going against a Memphis team that's been playing lights out, getting excellent guard play without John Morant, and now they're an underdog at home. 
something smells mm. it's it's just smells bad but fuck it i'm doing it anyway give me ten dollars on the grizzlies i'm still suffering from trying to scrub that fucking game out of my statistics and every time i look at it, it's like oh man the grizzlies are gonna win this game by 10 <laughs> points and it's like oh no they're not but i i agree with you man i think them at home getting points it seems seems crazy especially against a 76ers team that still is not consistent i i mentioned that that big game the big win over golden state but they're them on the road past what I don't know, four or five years or past decade, uh, go go back to see their their road woes. I don't think this is a gimme. I'm going to lean the grizzle with those points. Yeah, I'll lean the grizzle here too. I I don't I don't understand this. I don't know how to make sense of it. So I'm just kind of trying to avoid it. All right, well, let's try a game that makes a little bit more sense to me. Washington Bullets are going to go to Denver, take on the Nuggets. You know, Washington got off to that really hot streak. They've kind of uh, plateaued, I guess, if you will, and come back down to earth. Denver, this is who they are. That they're not, unless they go out and get help, this is the Nugget team that we're faced with. And it's not the same Nugget team that we've seen the last couple of years. They don't have Gary Harris. Um, Michael Porter Jr. is out. You know, th- uh, they're still waiting on Jamal Murray to come back. This is a team that's really banged up, doesn't have the depth. But Nikola Jokic is still doing his Superman thing where he's carrying this team. And I still think it's enough for Denver to win at home. I'll lay the four and a half and ten bucks on the Nuggets. This is one of two games I think Arch might want to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna shut my mouth and I'll, I'll let him talk about it. Yeah, I don't know if you guys listened to the old the first like Randall chat we had. We talked a little bit about the NBA. We talked a little bit about concepts. And one of the concepts he likes to look at is if a team takes has a more than three game road trip, their first game back home, you want to look at the first half or the first quarter, second quarter, and overall spread for the away team. I hope that makes sense. If a team's on the road for three games or more, at the first game home, you want to fade them. So you guys might want to look at the Wizards plus the first the first quarter spread, second quarter spread, and overall uh, spread. But I'm going to bet the Wizards, just the money line here, and hope that Denver's you know a little a little slow. And and of course the justification for this, I mean, I, I leave my house for eight hours, and it's, it's like a barrage of questions <laughs> from my children and, and my family and stuff like that. Because imagine being on the road for you know two weeks and then coming home and paying bills and and all that shit. So I get it. It's it's a funny concept. Those, those players are just like, man, I wish I was back on the road again. <laughs> Everyone thinks like, oh, them sleeping in their beds is a great thing. No, sleeping in other people's beds is usually better for these guys. What, what <laughs> Depends on whose bed it is. You might be in trouble even more when you get home possibly hey. <laughs> hey i can relate i'm you know i'm gone through the week and yeah. i come home the, the last thing i want to do is just you know go out and go drive or go do something so you um you know, get a day off you get to regroup on that day off and hopefully you're ready to go the next day so we'll we'll see one more game for me let's take a look at the phoenix suns at the clippers phoenix just continues to do what they do still without devin booker this clipper team is playing better but even better isn't they're just not at the level of the phoenix suns i think phoenix can cover the three and a half i'll put 10 bucks on the suns two and a half this is another i'm sorry oh, two, two and a half, half. Yeah. yeah so this this is another one listen you know I, I when i do my money line uh plays i like to have a couple of favorites and a couple of dogs to balance things out and then uh, so i had three mm. dogs on the day this is one of them i i the implied probability for me says bet the clippers here 
I just I didn't have enough favorites to balance out uh, risking this much money on dogs, <laughs> and I, I had to take my big lottery ticket here. So I'm going to lean the Clippers here. Yeah, you know, I almost bet the Clippers money line too. I was right there. I just kind of I hit the uh, eject button right the last second. So just leaning the Clippers here. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Uh, that's all I got for the association. One more game for me. We are looking at the Bucks going to the Celtics. We talked about this a little bit in the pre-show because you guys thought it was weird. It is weird that the Bucks are catching a plus line, but I'm not going to look a, a gift horse in the mouth here. Boston's another team coming home after a, a long road trip. So I'm going to money line the Bucks here. Yeah, I, nothing more to really say on this one. It's a, just a weird one. It's weird that you're expecting it, that Giannis doesn't play or something. I've seen no indications, no reports of that whatsoever, but it's the only justification for the Celtics being a favorite here. I I, I don't get it. So uh, I will I'll I don't know what the fuck to do. With this one. <laughs> I, I really like I mean, I'll lean Milwaukee. Yeah, this was the game of the day that stood out to me as Boston at home being a favorite against the uh, NBA champs. I, I knew I know the Bucks are supposed to get Devoncio back. Uh, he might, you know, relieve uh, Connaughton and um, ah, shit. There's another guy I can't think of his name, but uh, he he should start to absorb more minutes. That's still that's an improvement for the Bucks. I, I, this line just smells the high heaven. If I was betting anything, I would be betting the Celtics here because. Uh, that's what Vegas has been telling me the last couple of weeks. Gerardo says it looks a little trappish today in the NBA. Yeah, it certainly does. It's not a very bettable day. All right. Hockey. One, one game. <laughs> one game. One game. Uh, Flames, they have not been playing very good hockey as of late. They've lost four in a row. But they look to get right against a Chicago team that just cannot hang with the better teams in the league. Uh, Blackhawks had a win in their grasp on Saturday against Toronto, only to let a very big lead slip away in the final period. Chicago, though, man, they've played much better hockey. I mean, compared to that dreadful start, they are playing much better hockey. But many of those wins have been very close ones. And as mentioned, against lesser competition in the NHL, when they play a very good team or a good team, they seem to come up short. And I think Calgary is one of the better teams in the league, despite their slump of, as of late. I think that's some balancing, right? They they got off to an incredibly hot start. We knew, like I was mentioning, it, it's like just looking at their metrics, it's, it's going to peter off at some point. I think they were in that spot uh, this week, but this is this is a winnable game for them. They have enough talent to bounce back. They should get it together today. $10 bet on the Flames. Yeah, I think that's what's giving us this bargain here. I think normally you'd maybe see this at 175 or 180, but because of that four-game losing streak, we kind of get a little value here on taking the Flames. Chicago, you know, you're right. They've been playing better against subpar teams. This should be a get-right game for the Flames. I'm on it as well. Ten bucks on the Flames. Is it really they have a 60% shot, Max? Uh, minus yeah, 145, yeah. 60? It seems yeah. a little high, but it's not. It's not. No, yeah, I, I, I think the recency is probably impacting them because they have not been playing well the, the last week or so. I think you, you, you balance that out to where they should be yeah. and balance out the Blackhawks to where they should be. If you're, if you're just looking at that, I, I think the Flames uh, okay. cover this one. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I do think the Flames win. My question was, are they going to win at a 60% clip or like a 59.3 clip or not? All right. Good to know. We talked about football. We talked about basketball. We talked about hockey. We talked about the Jags. You guys are all losers except me. Max, that's it. 
that is it. Download the DGENs app for Android or iOS and let us know what you think about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks over on Twitter at Betting Absolute. No matter where you listen to that, please. Highest rating, comment, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. Today is the last day to buy a DGEN Christmas sweater uh-huh. and get it in time for Christmas. So make those purchases. And Panther, take us home. We'll make our attempt at our fourth straight Panther parlay. Here's the three games today. I like those Golden State Warriors, the Denver Nuggets, even though it's their first game home on a road trip, (laughs) and the Calgary Flames. Put those three together. That'll be today's Panther Parlay. Then you guys know we're hanging out on Facebook, mostly Twitter. Give us a shout-out by name. We'll shout right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did this weekend, what you're doing tonight. And when it's all said and done, kids, it's all make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.